0: Welcome to the Topeka First Assembly podcast. We hope this message serves as an encouragement to you. If you would like to support us financially, you can do so online at www.topekafirst.com giving. Enjoy the podcast. am going to jump into the book of Galatians. Uh, you can join with me this morning and we're going to continue on. We're, we're uh, coming back to the To Be series. Uh, talking about how we are and how we need to be. And there's something that's a little bit more challenging about today's topic. It's about being kind, right? Uh, that, well, it's not just about being kind. That doesn't seem to be too hard to handle. But it's about be kind uh, even when people are mean. Uh, be kind even when people give you a really hard time. And so being kind in that kind of situation can be a little bit more challenging we know there has to be a, a kind of a balance with this kind of a subject, uh, because uh, we understand that there are those type of people who may use uh, meanness as leverage uh, to get what they want, and some people are abusive and will do the same kind of things. We, we understand that those are kind of special situations, uh, but others are, uh, you know, others, uh, like uh, students a lot these days call people bullies who are, are mean or not very nice to them and those kind of things. Yet the truth of Jesus is still alive and well. And the apostles didn't teach any different than what Jesus himself taught about how we're going to handle people uh, that aren't always that great and nice to us. Uh, And and so uh, it may seem a little backward to us from the kingdom of God, but the kingdom of God doesn't follow the same rules as natural man. And our carnal or our natural nature, our natural man wants to to fight things out. But our spiritual man, uh, for those who are born of the Spirit of God, born again, uh, understands that there is no real victory if we fight to win. That's hard to comprehend, isn't it? Especially in the world we live in. Uh, could you could you imagine what it was like to put yourself in this position if uh, you're going to uh, walk across a footbridge that's made out of uh, a three or four sticks or three or four limbs from a tree that are just really small and you're going to walk across this creek and maybe the creek is pretty deep you don't really want to land in that thing and so you get on the you get on the the footbridge you walk on it. You get about the middle, and what happens? But a, a bumblebee dives at you. Have you ever had that? It's just really fun, isn't it? So the bumblebee dives, is dive-bombing you, and there you are in the middle of this stick bridge, and you know if you move too much, hey, things may give way, and you may land on the, in the water. And so, but, but, but because that nature inside of you says, this, this bee is making me mad, and I do not want to be stung, and whether you're allergic or not and and so you start swatting you're going to fight back right you're going to try to take that bee out i remember being young uh and uh, and having uh wearing a ball cap all the time and i was young and uh, out on the farm and and the bees would come af- after us and we we thought it was a great thing if we could swat the bee and kill him you know to get it. Uh, and so so you're doing something like that and but you know what's going to happen you're going to break the sticks or you're going to land in the water in the end right so really, uh, in some sense, you can uh, you can fight all you want, but it's going to end up being playing havoc on you yourself. And uh, but maybe really all we need to do is change our position, right? Just step off the bridge, not into the water, but step off of the bridge into the other side. Uh, that's what we got to do. And uh, we have to learn that our flesh or our natural man wants to fight things out, but the spirit inside of us, Uh, reminds us that it isn't the best way. It's why we have to learn to be able to yield to the Holy Spirit and allow Him to work in our lives on a regular basis, on a daily basis. Uh, And uh, uh, being kind, even when people are mean, is an important thing for us. It really can go simply with our family, with friends, and with others. It's not just enemies. Sometimes people think it's just enemies, but it's not necessarily. In fact, you may be the person who has been, quote, mean, and you didn't even recognize that you were mean uh, when you were. And, uh, and so uh, it comes back to the situation that we are, uh, that we're in. One of our passages here in the New Testament out of Galatians. It is so important for us. Uh, It comes from the letter that Paul writes uh, here to the uh, church in Galatia, the the body, the body of Christ in Galatia, uh, in Galatians chapter 1, is where we'll be. And they they were a group who faced really many challenges. In fact, uh, at one point, Paul says to them uh, this in Galatians chapter 1, verse 6 and 7. He says, I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting uh, the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Then he jumped to seven, he says, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion or trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. We we find that uh, some people had been heavily pressuring those people in the church uh, to follow, follow an old teaching that was there, and which had been the old law, but the Lord had moved past that. He brought, he brought to Christ, He gave His life for us. And uh, these guys, these believers, were under serious pressure, and, some, and in some ways you could say that these people were kind of being mean to them, kind of demanding them to go back to the old way. And, uh, and that was, wasn't God's plan at all. He, he had something else for them, and it's in this same letter uh, that we find the Apostle Paul writing about the fruit of the Spirit of God, it, 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 isn't, uh, uh, it isn't the same thing that what the natural man wants. The natural man doesn't necessarily want the fruit of the Spirit working in his life. Right? Or the natural woman. Whichever way you would like to say that. But but the natural person doesn't, doesn't want the fruit of the Spirit working in their life because we want to do what we want to do in the way We want to do it, right? It's just, it's, that's human nature. And, and it's one of those conflicts that we have and we must work through as followers of a Christ. And so, uh, our own natural person tends to be self-preserving. We see that from childhood, from, from being a baby. Uh, that self-preservation—you got to cry for some uh, for some lunch, got to cry to have a diaper change, got to cry because you want that toy across the room. You know all of those things because it's about us as individuals, and really we don't change a whole lot in our life. Just we're more skilled at handling that, right? And so some more than others, but the the fact is, is we have to be able to grow. And yet when we, we become a follower of Jesus, we're putting our life into His hands. He seals us with His Holy Spirit, and from this new relationship, new things should start flowing out of our lives as individuals. Doesn't mean we're we're going to be perfect all of a sudden once that we come to faith in Christ. That's just not the case. I know the Lord is still working on me. I don't know about you. He's still working on us. It's a, it's a, a process. And here's what Paul says over in, in Galatians chapter 5. Uh, you can look over there with me in verses 16 and 17. He says, So I say. Walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. Oh, nobody likes that one, we just want to mark through that one, right? Instead of a highlighter, some people want to pull out their black sharpie and mark through that in the Scripture. Don't do that. Uh, We want to make sure that that speaks to us, that the Lord is speaking to us there just as much as He is in the other part. We understand that we we live in a fight in some sense. It's here that we start really to engage what the Apostle Paul is saying in in our point for today, to be kind even when others are less than nice, when they're mean. It's here that we realize that when we are in somewhat of a, we're in this conflict, this spiritual conflict, and it isn't something that we we really ask for. It's not something that we look for, right? Just not something we get up in the morning and say, "Hey, I want spiritual conflict in my life. Well, I don't know, I don't normally do that. Maybe you do. I don't normally get up and and pray that kind of prayer to the Lord. Hey, Lord, could you put some spiritual conflict? No, it, usually it's there. We live in the world, right? It, it's there already. And, uh, but some, some, people, uh, some people don't let this conflict affect them, and they still do whatever they want, right or wrong. In other words, they're doing the laissez-faire thing. What will be, will be. Or that's case or right? But they're, they're being laissez-faire. They're just kind of letting th- going through the motion and doing whatever they would like to do and not allowing the Holy Spirit to guide their lives. And we have to be careful that we don't fall into that path. And look at, look at what uh, Paul says here to us here in a few later verses here in Galatians chapter 5. He says it in verses 26 to 20, or 22 to 26. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, or patience, kindness, Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. Against such things, there is no law. There's no rules against that. And then he says in verse 24 those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step. With the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and uh, envying each other. So he, he's saying we need to be able to keep in step with the Holy Spirit in our lives. We need to allow Him to continue to work in us and work through us. Paul goes on and through some, uh, some of the fruit of the Spirit here. And, uh, and the one that is our focus, of course, today is kindness. And we can look at each one of these, and they're all important. Uh, But it's set in the situation that when we're under pressure, if you think about the book of Galatians, that whole letter, it was, they were under pressure, weren't they? They were under pressure, it's a reality, and and we're set in a a position under pressure in the world that we live in today. And uh, that's the hardest time to be kind when there's a lot of pressure on, right? Uh, It's just the hardest time to be kind. When you don't feel good, it's the hardest time, right? You don't feel very good. It's just hard to, hard to be kind when, when uh, maybe you're big, you stubbed your big toe. You're not really that kind at that point, right? You, you try to be, and you have to work at that. And, and we have to build up the skills, and we have to be able to learn to be kind to others who aren't playing nice all the time. We all have to do that. And, and we learn from that as well. We have to build those skills up. Do you, do you ever remember being a kid? Uh, I don't know, it's a long time ago, but uh, for many of us, some of us are it's not not too long ago, but I, I remember being a kid in elementary school. Uh, I just remember a few snippets you know of what it was back then And, and uh, I tell you what, there are there times that uh, uh, kids, you know nowadays kids get put in time out, right, or they get to step out of the game that they're in or whatever it is at recess. I, I remember when I was a kid, we had a substitute teacher. Uh, and the sub- uh, and i was ornery. I, I wasn't uh i wasn't the kindest kid there uh, i i didn't know what kindness meant and, and, and so I did several things that got me in trouble and i thought i what got scot free you know thought it was all good but what i didn't think about just wasn't smart enough to realize that uh that hey the substitute teacher has the telephone number of the uh, of the actual my actual teacher, and so what happened is is after I did these nine different things while my regular teacher was out, I got to, you know, I got to stay inside at recess time and write 900 sentences to say why I shouldn't do this or why I shouldn't do that. I was the lucky guy, though, because the other guy, it's pretty bad. It was just two of us. And... the other guy, he, he'll remain nameless because he may be watching. I don't know. But, but uh, he had a thousand sentences to write, so he only did one, word, one worse thing than me. So, you know, we, you know, we all go through those times in our lives and, and uh, we do those things. But the fact is, uh, we may not have to uh, set in time out. We may not have to write out sentences and those kind of things. But we still have to be willing to let the fruit of the Spirit of God work through our lives. As you know, I had, I had to learn on that, and I still learn. We all are learning in that. It's easy when relationships are smooth, but challenging under pressure. And this is where our weakness tends to show. And we have to be able to step back at that point and say, okay, I've got to make some adjustments here, right? Just what we have to do. If we are never doing that, something is wrong. No matter how kind you are, if you're never stepping back to make adjustments, something's wrong. One, we're either not attuned to the, thing of the Spirit of God, not being willing to listen to His Word, uh, or we're just trying to do things our own way. We really don't care. We may not say that. So we have to make sure that we're not living in that fashion. So our, our weakness is going to show up and we have to step back and we have to make uh, an adjustment. Again, Paul says there in verse 24, he says, Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Then he goes on to say, Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. This is where we talk about that old word sanctification, and, and sanctification, that's a big word, we don't use that very much, but it's talking about holiness, being holy before the Lord, and, and we really say it in theological terms, we say it's instantaneous and progressive. In other words, once we come to faith in Christ, He sets us right with the Father, things are right, He has made us holy, we're good, but it doesn't end there. There's some progression on our side that we have to uh, continue to walk through. So first, Paul says that we, if we have been saved and we have been crucified, uh, we've crucified the flesh. In other words, the old person has died. That old man has died. That old woman has died. That person is gone. But we're still here. But in the spiritual sense of things, that's the way it is. The second part is that there, uh, this part is where we are involved in the practical application of our faith on a regular basis, on a daily basis, uh, where we're allowing the Lord to work in our lives, and, uh, uh, and we, Jesus has done a work in our hearts, and we have become a new creature in Christ. That, that's a new person, uh, but we, we need to let Him help us to overcome our old passions and desires, And those could be so many different things. It it could be that your old passion and desire was to get ahead of everyone else in business no matter who you ran over. Some people wouldn't say that. Some people that do that would never say that, but that is what they end up doing. That's their desire. They want to get ahead, and so in a cool collect way, they run over other people to get there. That's not, that's not their way to way to handle things. That's just, that's just one, ex, one example that we could use. And, and we have to realize that uh, it, uh, that's, that's not the Spirit of Christ. It isn't the fruit of the Spirit. And Paul would say, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Don't follow the old path. And, and that would make you stop and reconsider how you're dealing with others. Now... Now, you, you, can't, you can't run over others because you would hurt them, and all we have to do is live our faith and remember what Jesus has done for us. When we recognize the wonderful thing that he has done for us in our lives, it actually will cause us to step back a little bit and say, hey, how am I treating the other person? We have to be able to allow that to, to, uh, to uh, soak into our lives. We don't want to follow the old path. But the old path is always going to stick up its head, right? Because that was what comes natural to you, right? It's what comes natural to us. And so then we have to make those adjustments. We have to turn around, even under pressure, uh, to show kindness to others. In some sense, we, we must crucify the flesh in our passions that don't line up with God's direction in our lives. So it's a process we work we work through. So to crucify the flesh, we can say that we allow the Holy Spirit to help us uh, or to let us know when we start doing something that's negative or hurtful. And, uh, and so we can allow the, the Spirit of God to speak into our spirit. And some may say conscience, but it's more than that in the things of God because the Spirit of God can speak into our hearts to make sure that we go the right direction. You could be running down a road and the Lord say, no, you can't go that direction. You don't want to go that way because that way is going to end up being destructive either to you or to others. And so we have to allow His Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us on a regular basis. Uh, it's kind of what we used to say where He gives us a check in the Spirit. Uh, it's where he where he may speak to our heart and say you know what that's not the best thing to do. I remember a a business deal that I was going into years ago and this business deal I was stepping into uh, uh it seemed right. Everything on the outside looked like a very good business deal, but I knew inside no you should not do that. Did I obey? No, I didn't. Went forward was not the right choice. Didn't end in a in a great way either. Uh, it could have been much better if I'd have been open to the Spirit of God and obeyed His voice in that time. And other times I have, and, and, the, and the Holy Spirit has helped. But I think for all of us as followers of Jesus, we need to make sure that we're open to His voice, open to His direction, allowing Him to help us. It's kind of like, you know, when you go, when you, when you go and eat a, eat a piece of cake. And this is simplistic, but you go and you eat a piece of cake, and it's like that voice inside, don't eat that second piece. (laughs) Don't eat that second piece. It's kind of like that. It's not quite the same, though, because we're talking about the Spirit of God speaking into our hearts and directing us. Once you're willing to allow the Holy Spirit to speak into your life in such a small way, you're going to be able to control the old passions and desires that once controlled you. And this is the way we have to learn to be kind, even when, when another is uncaring and maybe unpleasant to us. Uh, look, over, look over with me over into the book of Colossians now. Just right there, same part of your Bible, it's on the screen too, But where the Apostle Paul writes to another church about these words, including kindness. And he says there in Colossians chapter 3, uh, these verses 12 and 13, He says, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And so this says to me this. It says you must put effort in it put effort in it. And sometimes I think in the body of Christ, one of the ideas that people have is that, well, I come to faith in Jesus, it's a done deal, and I'll let's go just do whatever. But that's not what, that's not what the Apostle Paul teaches and what the Lord teaches Either And so we understand he's, he's put some effort in it. If you noticed here, the word the Apostle Paul uh, uses, it's a word picture really, is he says to clothe yourselves. To clothe yourselves. In other words, there's a part that we must play in sharing, in sharing compassion and kindness. We have to clothe ourselves with that. We have to put that on. We, we have to take action in that sense. And we have to be willing to allow the Lord to help us in our life. This still comes from the heart change, though. It still comes from the heart change. And sometimes people misunderstand that it comes from that heart change that happens when we put our faith in Jesus as Savior. And sometimes people don't grab that. They don't grasp that. but, but, but But really, faith in Christ comes first. We understand that. And then with that change of heart, you learn to follow or you learn to obey uh, the, the commands of Scripture. And it's here that you start to clothe yourselves with some key fruit of the Spirit. So my question is, is what kind of clothes are you wearing? What kind of clothes are you wearing? And you may say, what? What are you talking about? That pastor is talking about what I wear. Well, in a spiritual sense, what kind of clothes are we wearing? We have to ask ourselves that. Are we allowing the Holy Spirit to work in our lives? Are we allowing the fruit of the Spirit to work through us? It's a daily walk, isn't it? It's not a one-time event. It's a daily walk as we serve the Lord, as we walk with Him. And you know, here, we're we're getting close to summer. Like, Like Pastor Jenna mentioned, it's been raining a lot, right? Now there's some benefits out of that, right? Too there's some benefits because at least we get some green grass and green trees and maybe some green soybeans and that again corn and all that, as long as it doesn't keep going too far then everything turns yellow. But but otherwise uh, it's still it's still beneficial to us. But the summer is going to come and where the heat is turned up, right? And when the heat is turned up, people do something. They, they put on their shorts or, and their t-shirts or whatever they do to try to be a little cooler because when it's 95 degrees out, a lot of people don't want to want to be hot, right? And, and so when that comes, we, we, have, we change our attire to some level. And, and I don't think we're there yet, but we have right now we have to do the jacket, it seems like, once in a while. We don't know. But we need to make sure that we have the right clothes on, so to speak. We need to be ready for a quick change in life. And it doesn't mean that uh, we change our personality. It simply means that we need to clothe ourselves with kindness. We we also may need to be ready to have some patience too, right? That's the one we don't necessarily like either, right? Right? And uh, so, but some, some believers think that we should just naturally have these attributes. But if we don't have them, then why bother? Why should we even mess with it? Why, why even, why even worry, worry about it? They, they think that that's just the way I am. That's the most dangerous words that we could say. Really, that kind of thinking is actually completely against the Word of God. And that's challenging. That, that's hard for us. It, it's not easy to hear. Some, uh, uh, some go to this default position because they think they shouldn't have to work for it or work on it. And remember, we have to clothe our, ourselves. We have to be active. We have to actually allow the Holy Spirit to help us and as we live out our faith on a daily basis. And we have to put, it, put effort in to be kind, especially when somebody treats us poorly. Let's go over to the book of Romans together here as well, and we find it, the Apostle Paul writes in Romans, I brought this passage out actually the past few weeks, uh, off and on least segments of it, and spoke about being at peace with others, uh, which is an important part for us, but the rest of this passage is here in Romans chapter 12, verses 19 to 21. It says do not take revenge my dear friends but leave room for God's wrath for it is written it is mine to avenge it I will I will repay says the Lord on the contrary if your enemy is hungry feed him and if he's thirsty give him something to drink in doing this you will heap burning coals on his head do not be overcome by evil but overcome evil with good Now That's the Apostle Paul speaking. It's not Jesus there, but it's the word of the Lord to us. Uh, And he's challenging us here. It seems that that, uh, some thought that only Jesus himself spoke about these kind of things. It seems so backwards to us, doesn't it? Maybe for us, it's been in the church for a while. We know it so well, or at least we have it in our mind and are familiar with it so well. Uh, that we say, no, it seems normal. But the reality is, is our natural nature will tend to say, no, it's just not right. That just seems still backwards to us. And so Paul knew that we need this kind of attitude towards others. Kindness does really matter. It does matter, and we need to work through uh, towards being a kinder group of people in this world that we live in. We have to find ways to be kinder. Uh, have you ever caught yourself wanting to cut somebody off? Uh, maybe, maybe you have. I don't know if you maybe if you if you. Hopefully, the Holy Spirit gave you a check in your heart when you wanted to cut them off, or maybe what you wanted to turn away from them because of the way they handled things. You just wanted to do something like that, but we need to allow the Holy Spirit to say yes or no in our lives, right? We have to allow him to guide us into the right pathway. We know he wants, he loves us. We know he wants the best for us. We know he wants to engage our lives, and he cares for us. And we need to allow him that place in our lives. See, the problem is that uh, we haven't, if we haven't trained ourselves uh, in listening and obeying to the Holy Spirit it's less than likely that we will notice the careful promptings of the Holy Spirit. It's less like, it's least likely that we will do that. Now, one is knowing the Word of God, and what the Scripture shows us that He will remind us of His Word, and that's why it's so important for us to know His Word, to be aware of it, and to be able to have it in our lives. It's important to have some, some uh, Scripture memorization and to know some Scripture. Uh, it's important, not for the pastor. Yeah, yeah, I should, of course, but 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 for all of us as followers of Jesus, we need that in our lives. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He's a gentleman to us, and, and he won't force us to do what we don't want to do. He won't make us do things. He he may, maybe in some situations he may hem us in to force us to make a choice. Yes. But usually, he, he is a gen, he's a gentleman, and he won't force us to do what we don't, don't want to do. But if we don't play the, the, the game of li- this game of life by his rules, then we're stuck playing by the world's rules. And so under the Spirit's rules, he takes care of dealing with the other person. See, that's what we have to remember. If we allow him to work in our lives, then he will take care of that other person, he will walk them through. Maybe he has to help them with something in their lives as well. And he says, it's mine to avenge, I will repay. In other words, if there is any payment, he will take care of that. There's one sentence that really doesn't seem to make sense here, really, in some some ways. Of course, if you've been around it for a long time, you understand, but the the one is heaping uh, coals of fire on your enemy's head. What did Peter or what did Paul really mean? Uh, by this, and clearly it's not literal, and so he's not saying, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna go out and get some coals, and that, that person has really caused us a problem, we're gonna just dump those hot coals on their head. No, that, that's not what we're talking about here. He's fi- it's figurative, what he's saying. And so we, we, uh, we can look at the context of the scripture there to understand, uh, the first verse reads, uh, to the effect of repay no evil for evil. Uh, If uh, someone hurts us or is rude to us or our carnal nature wants to retaliate, uh, but however, God doesn't want us to behave like that. He doesn't want us to walk that way. And so God doesn't want us to repay evil for evil. But if somebody does something uh, mean to us, perhaps saying mean things about us or being rude, what are we supposed to do? Just sit there and take it? (laughs) What 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 does God want us to do? Well... God tells us that he'll take care of the justice part. He'll take care of it. Maybe not in the time that we want it to be taken care of, but he will take care of it. You know, Jesus himself, he taught on this in the Sermon on the Mount in some sense. He taught on it and and he said, you've heard it it that was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you that you may be the children of your Father in heaven. He causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and on the unrighteous. I think for us, we have to be able to step back and allow the Holy Spirit to continue to speak into our lives. We have to allow Him to help us to be able to respond to others in the right manner. And it's a work, isn't it? I don't know about you, but I'm a work in progress. We all are works in progress as the Lord is working through our lives. Would you stand with me this morning? I pray that the Lord helps us to be kind to others, no matter how others react to us or interact with us in the days and the times that we live in. And no matter what kind of responses we get from them, We have to allow the Holy Spirit to lead us and to guide us in our daily walk. Amen? We need to uh, be aware of the still, small voice that the Lord gives us. Because remember, when we come to faith in Christ, the Scripture teaches us that we've been sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. That means that the Spirit of God is living inside of us. We've been changed. We've become a new person. If that hasn't happened yet on your own we all need we all need Christ we all need faith in him we all need hope that he provides in that forgiveness that allows us to have the seal of the Holy Spirit in our lives we have to be kind even when people aren't very nice to us we have to put out the effort to clothe ourselves with kindness as we do how different will our world be? As we apply those things, how different will our world be? It's kind of like the little kid, you know, you know the age-old story that goes along the side of the ocean on the beach and starts throwing (laughs) uh, sea stars back in the, Uh, back in the ocean it's like you know they're like why are you doing that there's a ton of them out here you'll never get it done but it matters to this one it matters to this one you know and also for us as well every time that we act kind to somebody every time that we share love and kindness to them it matters to them and it starts setting the pace and it starts helping us as we live out our faith in Jesus and it allows us to become more effective And it allows Christ to have more of an impact in the world that we live in. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we look to you this morning and we ask you to help us. We understand the fact that when we come to faith in Jesus, that we've been transformed, that we've been forgiven, we've been brought in your household. Father, we understand that that is a wonderful thing. But Father, we understand that's also only the start. You're still working on us, Father. We pray that you would help us to keep our hearts open to your Holy Spirit. That, Father God, that you would help us to continue by the nudging of your Holy Spirit to clothe ourselves with kindness, to clothe ourselves with compassion, to clothe ourselves in a a way that is effective, Lord God, and that we can show love to others in the world that we live in, Father. May our lives, Lord God, be lives that are transformed. And Father God, may we be willing to impact our world. Not say, no, it's my right to be the way I am, but say, it is my right to be able to follow the Holy Spirit and to live out the life that he wants me to live. Father God, help us. Help us to be able to serve you faithfully. Help us to live out our faith in your presence and be aware of that still, small voice that is down inside of us. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, that you hear us. And we offer ourselves to you completely. In Jesus' name.